Good evening, everyone. It's Marcus Allen, Tuesday, March 29th, 2022 at 9.01 in the evening here in beautiful and cold and windy Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Let's skip the stuff and get right to the good stuff. People want to know who is controlled opposition, shills, paid agents, etc. And the name that I keep seeing asked about is this actor, Russell Brand. I forgot to pull up. Forgot to pull up this. If you're watching on the video, you're going to see what I'm pulling up. If I type in Russell Brand. 33. So people wanted to know if he was in the Illuminati as a Freemason. Why does Russell Brand have the number 33? If I remember right, he said it had something to do with Jesus Christ tattooed on his wrist. Lord makes me a channel of thy peace with a Christ symbol, something or other. And there you go. So there's the 33 on his wrist. He claims has nothing to do with Freemasonry. Let me do a search here. Masonry. He's a free-spirited man, but there's no searches for Freemasonry. So what I'm going to do is I have not watched this. This is the first Russell video that has come up in my timeline. Actually, there were a couple more that came in just after I downloaded this about the slap. What are we going to call that? The slap. What do they call that when there's a when there's a controversy? A slap. Help me out. A slap. Corey Jack, you gonna help me out? Uh, gate. Slapgate. It's slapgate. Or I'm gonna call it slapgate. That was the word I was looking for. Slapgate. Is there such a thing, slapgate? So I don't want to talk about slapgate. We all know it's fake. There is something called slapgate. Yeah. For for the what happened a couple nights ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anytime you hear the word gate attached to something, you know it's fake. Totally fake. Anyway, so is he telling us the real truth about life? Again, I have not watched this. It is 15 minutes to 28 seconds. Usually you can double or triple that by the time I put my commentary in. So without further interruption, let's go. The war in Ukraine is solely a Russian abomination with no other component to it. It certainly isn't a resource war with embedded corporate powers. And to even contemplate that makes you a fascist. Hello there, you 5.2 million shimmering souls on a journey of awakening together with me. We can do this communicatively. Don't let them shut you down. Don't let them make you dumb, compliant and passive the way they need you so that they can continue to prosper. Today, we're going to be talking yet more about the complexity in Ukraine. Some of you might wonder why I don't tell the stories of the horror of the Ukrainian people's suffering. Well, I feel that's evident and obvious and probably it's on every news channel. I don't watch mainstream news. It's not good for you. I am very sympathetic and... Okay, that's a good start. I don't watch mainstream news. It's not good for you. 100% agree. Let's continue on. Alert to the horror of war. I wish it would end. I wish there was a way out. I condemn Russia's actions, I think Putin is bad. All of those things can be true, as well as other things being simultaneously true. Uh, not so much. Putin is in the club. This is all a scripted CGI war in Ukraine, and Putin is in on it. So that's, so he's got one good point, one bad point. Someone should have like a total, should be like a scorecard on here. One good, one bad. 
It requires nuance to have open, honest, clear conversations about this. A place where I can safely use nuance and talk openly is when I'm touring live. You can come and see me live in Carlisle, Newcastle, Plymouth, Bristol, Glasgow. There's a link in the description if you want to come. These are fantastic live shows. I do meditations, Q&As. They're at the end. You can leave before that if you want. There's a fantastic stand-up show. I talk about the last couple of years and what we've learned. What? Uh, pay, that's why they call them paid chills because they get paid high amounts of money for touring and showing up where people who think they are like-minded get together and meditate and glorify their leader, Sir Russell Brand. I've learned what we've learned during that time. Let's get on with this story. Link in the description if you fancy meeting me. There are many reasons for Russell. Did you see that wink? Did he just give me a wink? Can I go back? I think he just gave me a wink. Talk about the last couple of years and what we've learned, what I've learned, what we've learned during that time. Let's get on with this story. Link in the description if you fancy meeting me. Oh, there's the wink. I got a wink. There are many reasons for Russia's invasion. Some concern politics, history, culture and territory, including preventing NATO expansion. Not often mentioned, however, is that this small country has 5% of the Earth's natural and mineral resources, including coal, oil, and natural gas, the second most in Europe, lithium for batteries, iron ore for industry, titanium, 20% of proven world reserves for aerospace, and gallium, second most in world for electronics. Ukraine is also incredibly rich agriculturally. First in Europe in arable land and 25% of the world's volume of black soil capable of meeting the food needs of 600 million people. This is more than a political war, it's a resource war. It certainly sounds like it because that is a staggering amount of resources. Two things you could say as a result of that knowledge is one, Russia's invasion is likely in part motivated by a desire to control those resources. And possibly, and forgive me if this sounds cynical, the Western response could in part be motivated by some of those resources. There are established relationships between senior officials and even in some cases members of government and Ukrainian energy companies. So it's not absurd to suggest that this could be part of the complex package. And I've got to say, Oh, there's that 33 on the wrist. Bring that up doesn't make you unsympathetic to Ukrainian people. It makes you aware of the complexity. Explaining is not condoning. Immense resources translate to immense wealth and power. Russia wants control over them. So do Western nations and transnational corporations, including energy, mining and agricultural companies. U.S. military contractors Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, can you go one day without hearing about those guys and their skullduggery, are telling their investors the tensions are good for business, while General Dynamics corporations boasts that past such disputes have expanded their bottom line. That is almost the definition of a problem inherent within a system. When a system benefits from war, might the system be biased in favour of war? Do you think that? Tell me in the comments below. Stay to the end of this video. We'll reach conclusions together. But do you think that a system that benefits from war might on some level be pro-war? Well, he's a good marketer, that's for sure. Uh, in the title of this, uh, what they don't want you to want you looking into this when you put the word this into a title and you'll notice 
almost every title that I have features the word this or these. That's very good. That gets eyeballs and people want to know what this or these is. That's very good. And what else is he talking about? Oh, wait till the end. That's a good strategy. Very good marketing. So kudos to him on the marketing. The same way that over the... Oh, and, and the comments. Forgot the comments. Leave a comment below. That in increases engagement on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, one thing that really uh, makes me cautious about whether we're getting the real truth from a Russell Brand is that he's on YouTube. How is he possibly still on YouTube with all the censorship? I mean, it makes no sense at all to me. Last couple of years, whatever you think about the pandemic, what's irrefutable is that there was a wealth transfer. Some of the wealthiest institutions, banks, members of the financial sector, big tech got wealthier. True. Given that's their sole purpose for existing, do you think that's a good thing for them or a bad thing for them? Do you think that pointing that out or questioning that makes you a conspiracy theorist or a nut or just an inquisitive awakening person? Tell me in the comments. The US has committed more than $3 billion in military assistance to Ukraine since 2014, including $350 million worth of weapons recently authorized by President Biden. That is always presented as an aid package, but where do those weapons come from? Does anyone profit from that? Have you trained yourself to see that yet? Oh, it's an aid package. We've got to help Ukrainian people. Yes, yes, help Ukrainian people. I don't know enough to say that weapons isn't the answer. I don't know. I hope it isn't, but well, maybe I'm open to that. But what I'd feel a lot better about is knowing that there were no benefits along the lines of profiteering from resources or profiteering from arms sales. If you had a system that prohibited that, you'd be in a better position, wouldn't you? At least a fairer, more transparent situation, would you? Lobbying and political campaign contributions by the weapons industry will surely be a factor in continuing the flow of arms. To the degree that energy, mining and agricultural corporations believe they can eventually grab a piece of Ukrainian resources, they too will use their never intended First Amendment corporate constitutional rights to press Congress for more funding. Do you remember in Iraq, when the Iraq war happened, and I'm not making, I'm not saying this is a like for like comparison, but I do know that after the Iraq war, loads of contracts were awarded to companies like Halliburton and energy companies. They made loads of money from that war. And then we later learned that that war was a little bit dubious and duplicitous and loads of people were against it in the first place. Now this is a different situation, but what we have to extract from this complicated melee are the areas of truth that we can agree on. That's why it's helpful to have some values and principles like don't profit from war. Don't have people in Congress that are invested in weapons companies. Don't have lobbying by weapons companies or agricultural lobbyists that might lead to favorable outcomes because otherwise you can't get clear decisions. Do you see what we're trying to formulate? This is not conspiracy. It's the opposite of conspiracy. It's an attempt to prevent conspiracy from being the normal natural state of affairs. <coughs> Going a little bit off topic, does anyone ever notice that Almost all the wars in the history of history were all about one person. We couldn't take out one person without putting lives at risk. Never made sense to me. Wars are not only in general profitable to weapons makers and corporations that directly benefit from occupations and any eventual access to raw materials and cheap labor. Justification for a permanent war economy, which best describes our national economic policy, also greatly benefits other corporations. Again, I will remind you of what Julian Assange said about Afghanistan. The goal was not a short war, the goal was a long war. The general goal is to transfer public money into private hands. That's your money that you pay through your mandatory taxes that if you don't pay you'll find yourself in prison not true you won't find yourself in prison that's a lie
into the hands of private corporations and they have to find reasons to do that because otherwise you wouldn't want to do it. Well, I don't give all my money to these private corporations. I'm not using their services. I don't agree with their aims. You have to. You've given it as tax. We're not charging you for this medical procedure. We're not directly charging you for this war, but tangentially, somehow or another, as if by magic, piff, paff, puff, where's your money now? Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, Pfizer. What a coincidence! Financial corporations, part of the largest single sector of campaign contributions to federal candidates and parties, profit from war. They facilitate the selling of US Treasury debt bonds to foreign nations, since most military spending increases the nation's debt. They also provide loans internationally to rebuild war-torn nations and domestically to communities via purchasing municipal bonds with high yields to fill the gap of declining public funding. Past and current military spending equals 48% of all spent federal tax dollars. So that means nearly half of all of your taxes is military expenditure. But do you know how in your mind you're like, yeah, but good, the military, they're protecting us. And by the way, let me tell you that I respect a great deal. Oh, here comes the pandering. Individual service people that are willing to dedicate their lives to being in the military. I know what kind of backgrounds you come from. Mm. Let me tell you, I know tons of military people and between them and me, they don't want to hear that. They're just in it for the paycheck. They're not in it for the patriotism. What kind of goals you have? The patriotic support of a... There we go. The patriotic support. Got to keep that narrative going. ...country you believe in and have faith in. And I respect and honour that. But a significant amount of this military spending, it's not going into the pockets of soldiers and men and women that are fighting wars and to make sure they've got good kit or, heaven forbid, good care... After they've been in combat, that's when it's okay to cast them out into the streets and to leave them littering your cities and towns. No, the money ends up with Lockheed Martin, Raytheon. Do you see a theme developing? Relatedly, federal spending priorities favouring militarism over funding to states and communities have placed greater pressure on them to provide basic human and community needs. From programmes addressing poverty, healthcare, education, hunger, homelessness, the environment and physical infrastructure, privatisation and corporatisation of public assets, roads, water, sewer systems, utilities, prisons, schools, airports, rail, bus services, medical services, is increasingly the result, much to the delight of slews of corporate entities more than willing to monetise and profit from what had formerly been publicly funded public services. Wow. So there's not enough public money to support amenities you might need, whether it's reparations of your roads or building of your kids' schools or some kind of health care, heaven forbid. Building of your kids, I hate the word kids, it's children, kids or goats. Building of kids' schools comes from property taxes, not from income tax. And then they say, oh, look, see, the public sector can't handle it. It's too much pressure. Better privatise that. Where's the money go? Oh, public money, your money, your taxes, you at work doing your job. Where does it go again? Raytheon, Lockheed, Ma are you seeing a theme developing yet? Do I need to, what, can, is there anything else I can do? But you want a diagram, let me get some pencils. Smedley Butler, good work, sir. A retired US Marine Corps Major General gave a speech in 1935 entitled War is a Racket. I know you guys mention it all the time in the comments below. You love that, don't you? War is a Racket. In it he said, I spent 33 years. Hello, baby. I'm <laughs> Hello, baby. Not in the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, right. Now it I spent but why don't you say you're not a Freemason? You can say you're not an Illuminati. Why don't you say you're not a Freemason? 
33 years and four months in active military service as a member of this country's most agile military force, the Marine Corps. I spent most of my time being a high-class muscle man for big business, for Wall Street, for the bankers. In short, I was a racketeer, a gangster for capitalism. I spent some time with the Marine Corps in America, obviously, and I found them to be beautiful, fantastic, inspiring men and women. But to hear a Marine speak so openly, even like 80 years ago, 90 years ago, what do you think your man would make of what's going on now? What's just gone down in Afghanistan? How would someone from the inside see it? I know a lot of vets watch this. Let us know in the comments below if you are a service person, if you've seen active service, how you feel about it. There's no single way to stop gangsters for capitalism, individuals acting as surrogates for big business, for Wall Street and for the bankers. Diplomacy, whether with Russia over Ukraine or anywhere else, simply isn't profitable. I'm sure it is complicated to come to a diplomatic solution. Like, if you went, Russell, you go and do it. I'm sure <laughs> it'll be hard to go, right, okay, uh, what are we going to, let's work this out then. Putin, no, you're being a bit aggressive there, mate. Now, come on, oh, this is, you know, I'm not saying it's simple, but the fact that it's not profitable and other outcomes are profitable might be a factor in the results that we're given. It stands to reason, really, doesn't it? But the actions that take place are the actions that benefit the powerful because that's what power is, the ability to determine outcome. Sometimes there's a problem because there's loads and loads of us and there's not very many of them. So you need an obedient, compliant media to propagandise any situation and stifle healthy debate and heaven forbid unity, solidarity, people coming together to take control of their own communities, to take control of their own money, to take control of their own businesses, their own lives. Heaven forbid that should happen. It also doesn't justify continuation of the largest military presence the world has ever seen. The military industrial empire, which includes military contractors, prefers perpetual conflict, if not wars, over diplomacy and peace, and will continue to use their so-called constitutional rights to literally weaponize any tensions and conflicts by calling for more arms sales and transfers and construction stroke maintenance of 750 bases and installations in more than 80 countries and territories. So what I suppose you'd have to believe is the fact that these powerful military industrial complex organizations organisations are getting what they want is just a coincidence. And the money they spend on lobbying and the money certain Congress people spend investing in those companies, that's all just a coincidence. And if you point out all these coincidences, and there's a hell of a lot of them, then you are the conspiracy theorist. Not them conspiring, breathing together, operating cooperatively to create desired outcomes. That's not a conspiracy. The conspiracy theorists are the people that go, hey, wait a minute, do you think there could be any other objectives at play here other than the desirable righteous outcome for the good people of Ukraine because, you know, just the involvement of Raytheon, Lockheed, Martin, Congress people who are investing stocks. You don't not worry about any of that? No? The, you, the ones asking the questions, are the conspiracy theorists. How do you feel about that? Hit me up in the comments below. Constitutionalising the rights of military contractors and other corporate entities as separate entities apart from any individuals and political money as free speech represents a different but no less lethal war against the right of we the people, all the people, to self-governance. What a wonderful point, beautifully made. Again, we have to express to you that utmost in all our minds should be Ukraine the people of Ukraine, people that are directly affected by this conflict, people whose hearts and lives are being torn apart by this horror. That is the priority. Our obligation 
at this channel is to provide alternative perspectives on the narratives you're given, particularly when those narratives appear to have been put together in order to shut down conversation and debate and to promote outcomes that are beneficial to a particular set of interests. It's up to you to decide whether or not you agree with me. I might be wrong. I don't bank on being right the whole time. I bank on being a participant in a conversation with you, a conversation I'd love to continue having. Hit me up in the comments below. We read the comments. They influence our content all the time. Give this video a like. Subscribe. Only 48% of you subscribe. Once we've got all of you subscribing, we'll have even more influence and perhaps more ability to one day, please God, affect the outcomes of serious situations. Although, you know, I'm not holding my breath, although I've got pretty good breath control because I do a lot of that sort of stuff. And also, if you enjoyed this video, have a look at this one or have a look at this one. Sign up to my mailing list if you want to and come and see me live. I'm all over the beautiful country of the United Kingdom. Beautiful cities and towns with great people. It's a wonderful show. Link in the description. Come see me. Stay free. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I got to add that. Now, I've I've watched uh, probably 20 or so of his videos in the past. If you were to look up the word limited hangout in the dictionary, you'd see a picture of Russell Brand. He gives us lots of truths, but he lies via omission. For example, has he said that the war in Ukraine with Russia is a CGI fake? Yeah. Every piece of footage that I've looked into that, totally fake. In fact, I did a whole show about this. If you look for the show at escapethenewnormal.com, that's my website, escapethenewnormal.com, click on the Marcus Allen Show and look for the title, This Ukrainian YouTuber Has a New Warning for the USA. You will see lots of notes. Actually, I thought I did too. Did I do too? Hold on, let me check. Ukraine. Bum, 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 bum. Nope, just that one. What about this one? Looking through my notes right now. Bear with me one second. Hmm. That's not that one. I actually have a whole, I was going to do an entire breakdown of it. And I decided against it. I'm waiting a little bit more for a little bit more information to come through to make sure it's 100% accurate. But from what I've seen right now, it is a complete fabrication. In fact, you might have seen me at the beginning of this response video, looking over at my notes here and look for this. This is the Belt and Road Initiative. This is what the war with Russia and Ukraine is all about. Let me blow this up a little bit more so you can see it. And if you're listening to me on the podcast, you want to go to, let's see, today is 329. You want to go to something that's probably going to be titled something like, is this Russell Brand telling us the real truth about life? Something like that. Okay, so this is it. And you can see Ukraine is right here. And you can see the, uh, whatever you see is in orange is over land, the belt and the road initiative and anything that is in blue is via sea. So these are the trade routes that go from China all the way over to Rotten, Rotterdam, Rotterdam. And that's what this is all about. It's actually about a lot more other stuff, but it's also a distraction at did you notice that COVID-19-84 COVID ended two days before this war started? Amazing how, amazing how this war put an end to COVID. Maybe we should have more wars anytime there is an outbreak.
So yes, that's what this is all about. Russell Brand is not talking about that. That's very concerning to me. Uh, so if you want to go see the the uh, what's the word? the the light version of the Ukrainian psyop deconstructed again look for this ukrainian youtuber has a new warning for the usa and you'll see this map and a bunch of other stuff too you might have noticed that during this video which again i haven't seen before i was taking notes is based off of the book i'm assuming war is still a racket by greg coleridge never heard of it before but i've certainly heard of war is a racket without the word still by smedley butler now um, again, I think Smedley Butler is a limited hangout. You get a lot of truth in there and there's a lot of stuff that's left out. How is this book that completely destroys the military industrial complex from start to finish? How is that allowed to be still sold on Amazon, etc.? Very skeptical of that. Anyhow, short one tonight, short show. I'm watching some, some hockey. I'm totally addicted to hockey. I know I shouldn't be. Uh, if you'd like to comment and tell me what you think, is Russell Brand controlled opposition? Can he be trusted to tell us the real truth about life? Put your thoughts in the comments below. Also, again, you want to go to escapethenewnormal.com. And I have all my shows there listed every night that I do a show. It's listed there. Just click on The Marcus Allen Show and you are good to go. It is Tuesday. March 29th, 2022 at 9.26 in the evening from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Everyone have a great night. Be well, enjoy life, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care.